Hey Calvary family, my name is Pastor Marquez and I'm the pastor of the students here at Calvary. I hope that you and your family are doing well. So this week is Holy Week, Semana Santa, like they like to say here in the valley. And I'm excited to bring a Devo for us from Matthew chapter 27. It's a little bit of a long chapter, but I want to encourage you to read it on your own at home and see everything that's happening. I'll start with verse 1. It says that all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him, and they led him away to be delivered over to Pilate, the governor. And it says that when, G when Judas, the betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, that he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. So Judas realizes his sin of betraying Jesus, and he regrets it, and he takes the silver, the 30 pieces of silver that were given to him, and throws them down uh, to the ground before the chief priest. And he goes away and he hangs himself. The chief priests take the money, the 30 pieces of silver, and they use it to buy a field from a potter, the potter's field. And they use that field as a burial site for strangers. Now in the chapter, uh, Jesus is before the governor, Pilate. And Pilate asks him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, you have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer to them at all. It says in verse 13 that when Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he gave no answer, not even a to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. So Jesus is, is there, but he doesn't stand and give a defense for himself. He doesn't fight for his freedom. He stays quiet and he's remaining faithful to God's will. Now the governor, he is has gathered a crowd and the crowd is there for the feast of the governor. And it was customary that a prisoner would be released at this feast. And the crowd begins to ask for the notorious prisoner Barabbas, that, that the governor would release Barabbas. And Pilate says to them, the governor says to them, well, what about Jesus? What about Jesus, the one they call the Christ? What if we released him to you? And the crowd says, no, we want Barabbas, give us Barabbas. And Pilate says to them in verse 22, but what am I to do with Jesus, the one that you have given me? And the crowd begins to yell and proclaim, let's crucify him, let's crucify this man, Jesus. It says that Pilate, he goes before the crowd and washes his hands and says, um, this man is innocent and his blood is not gonna be on me and turns Jesus over to be crucified. It says that the soldiers, in verse 27, the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole battalion before him. It says that they stripped Jesus, that they put a scarlet robe on him, that they twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a reed in his right hand, and they begin to kneel before Jesus and mock him and say, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him, and they took the reed out of his hand and began to hit him on the head and beat him with it. And they mocked him, and then they stripped him again and put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. You know, the suffering that Jesus Christ endured for mankind, the shame that mankind should have been, should have experienced and felt because of their sin was placed on Jesus Christ. It reminds me of the verse in Isaiah that says that the punishment that brought you and I peace, the punishment that brought us peace was placed upon Jesus Christ. You know, there's so many things that we can unpack from this passage, but 
You know, this really stands out to me from this chapter, and it's this, that God is in complete control over every part of this story. He is in complete control over every part of this story to redeem mankind and bring mankind back into relationship with God through the forgiveness of sins, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You know, in this passage, there are four prophecies that are being fulfilled. The first prophecy that we see is that Jesus would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. And that was a prophecy that was said in the book of Zechariah. Zechariah also tells us in the prophecy long, long ago that the money that was given to betray Jesus would be used to buy a field and that field would belong to a potter. So here we are hundreds of years later and that prophecy is being fulfilled in this story. There's another prophecy here and it's the prophecy that when Jesus would stand trial before Pilate and the chief priests, that he wouldn't stand and give a defense for himself for the injustice being done against him, but that he would remain silent. And I love the verse that, that prophesies this in Isaiah 53, 7 that says that he was oppressed, that Jesus was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth, that he was like a lamb being led to the slaughter, like a sheep uh, being led before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And here we have Jesus Christ fulfilling that prophecy. Zechariah also prophesied that they would call Jesus king. And even in a mocking way, here they are calling Jesus king, the king of the Jews. Now, can you imagine for a moment the disciples in this story? Just the chaotic moment that they find themselves in. Maybe they're confused and angry and afraid that their master, the one that they have spent their life following, they've given their life to follow Jesus Christ is now being betrayed tried, unjustly treated, beaten, and mocked. And they're asking, what is happening? Why is this happening? What's going on? But not God. God is not surprised in all of this. And all that we see happening in this story, the prophecies that are being fulfilled, everything is going according to plan. It's going according to God's plan. Even in the chaos of betrayal by Judas, even in the chaos of being treated unjustly or the crowd demanding the criminal Barabbas, um, even in Jesus being mocked and beaten and humiliated, it is all going according to God's plan. Even in the chaos, even in the crisis, God is sovereign and he is moving his plan forward to redeem mankind. So I just want to leave us with these two things. The first is this, is that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I want to invite you to put your faith and your trust in Him. He sacrificed all that you and I may have life and life in Christ, life abundantly, knowing God, knowing forgiveness, and being able to be in relationship with God, peace with God through Jesus Christ. The second thing I want to say is that is this, for all of us that find ourselves in crazy times today, I want to invite us to trust God in the chaos. There's a lot of chaos that's happening around us right now. People have lost jobs. People are maybe hurting financially. We're in so many, so much of a, of a unknown time. People have so many questions and we don't have a lot of answers to, uh, to some of these questions in the season that our world and, and our country finds itself in, in this pandemic. But one thing is that we can know is this, is that the God who was faithful to fulfill these prophecies, Jesus who was faithful to accomplish the, the will of his Father in his faithfulness to, to see us redeemed through his sacrifice. This God will be faithful today in this time of chaos that we find ourselves in in our world. 
So I want to just leave us with one final question. That final question is this. How do you need to trust Christ in the chaos today? How do you need to trust Christ in the chaos? That's a personal question. And it's a question that I'd like to invite you to take some time to answer for yourself today and for your family. I want to invite you to take some time to pray today and ask God, God, how can I trust you in the chaos that our world finds us in today? We love you from my family to yours. We're praying for you all. And if you need anything, please feel free to reach out to us this week. May this be a week where we get to remember Jesus, his sacrifice, and God's faithfulness to redeem us back to himself. Love you all. God bless. Bye.